I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. As some of you may have noticed, I was uh, having a lot of fun uh, the previous Sunday with all these uh, ridiculous WrestleMania tweets and retweets. I'm sorry if that bothered you, but don't worry. We're, you know, we're not going to be covering boxing and sports entertainment. We like to cover a real sport with real athletes, but sometimes with, uh, you know, results that make you say this is as bad as wrestling. But either way, no more uh, WrestleMania talk this year. But uh, (laughs) no, let's get right to it. And let's talk about the recent Premier Boxing Championship card on CBS that took place this past Saturday. Uh, Artur Biterbiet. I had never seen this guy fight before. uh, And I really want to see him fight again after uh, the way he knocked out Campillo. I was a bit surprised that he was able to put him down in the first round. I didn't think it would take that long, but uh, no, uh, first minute, he just comes out with this big, uh, I believe it was a right hook, and drops Campillo. Wow, uh, what is it with these fighters from the former Soviet Union that just seem to be dominating the sport of boxing lately? You've got the Klitschko's, or just rather one Klitschko now, Klitschko, uh, Kovalev, and now Biterbiev. I don't know uh, what it is with these guys, but uh, they're doing very well. And uh, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, some people were talking, oh, is Biterbiev ready for a title shot? I don't know. Let, let him let it kind of build. You don't want to rush it too quickly and let his skills develop because, I mean, Kovalev, they uh, they they brought him along at the right pace, and I think they should do the same thing here. Uh, yeah, that finish at the end was just uh, scary in the fourth round. Campillo's up against the ropes, and it looked like for a second that Beater Beat was going to land more punches, but as soon as uh, he saw that uh, Campillo was starting to go, he just kind of turns to the side and walks away like, okay, job's done. Let's Let's go home and get paid. Uh, no, good job, uh, from Beater Beat, uh, really can't wait to see him fight again, and, uh, then there was the main event, Adonis Stevenson, oh, and, uh, sorry to, uh, get sidetracked, but you could tell that they were doing a lot of padding for this broadcast, because they kept showing the replays, and then they said, they said, oh, you know, screw it, let's just show the last few rounds of uh, the untelevised bouts. And so they uh, did that. And then finally we get to the main event. Adonis Superman Stevenson going going up against Sakio the Scorpion Bika. I don't think I've ever seen a really one-sided fight be scored so closely when it really shouldn't have been. There were moments in the fight where Bika, you know, Bika had good moments, but I always thought that Stevenson was doing better, and I always thought that he was doing enough to win the round. At most, I think you could give Bika two rounds, but I scored it a shutout, and yet these judges uh, had it scored 115 to 111, 116 to 110, and uh, another one had it 115 to 110. I don't know where the hell they got those scores, or what orifice of their body they pulled it out of. But uh, those scores were ridiculous and did not reflect what it was in the fight. It really didn't. So Adonis Stevenson does uh, kind of what we expected him to do against Sakio Bika. He won, knocked Bika down uh, twice, 
the first time the first time it did look like a legit knockdown but then the replay showed oh you know that that actually may have been a slip but because of where the referee was he didn't see it so he called it a knockdown second time though it has got terrible footwork he really does have like this weird sloppy uneven footwork but uh you know, you just he just kind of walked into the punch and it dropped him. But you know, credit to him, he got back up. He's also got this very awkward style that, um, well, awkward style and also uh, not exactly the cleanest of fighters. I think uh, Stevenson may have been a bit uh, leery of uh, some kind of roughhouse tactics that Bika would employ, and uh, we did see that he used his head a few times. Uh, Towards the end of the fight, uh, Stevenson actually started to bleed a little bit just uh, from a headbutt. But uh, hopefully, uh, now that this fight is done, we can see a fight between <clears throat> Adana Stevenson and Sergey Kovalev. Apparently, Stevenson said that he's ready. He has no problem with unifying the titles. Great. Let's make it happen. Uh, heard some controversy about... Polly Malinaji or none of the other people on uh, the PBC broadcast mentioning Kovalev, how they did never brought his name up. I don't know. I thought I did hear uh, Polly mention his name a few times, but um, well, I I don't know what people were expecting. I mean, it's it's an Al Heyman show. Did they really expect them to bring up? Oh, but he's not fighting Sergey Kovalev, so I mean, be realistic. Also, who was that guy in the ring interviewing Stevenson after the fight? Uh, you'll forgive me for not knowing his name, but the reason I don't is I already know the names of too many idiots. And that guy's an idiot. Don't call this fight, you know, don't call Stevenson versus Bika an epic fight. No, you're an epic moron. That was not an epic fight. That was not even a great fight. That wasn't even a good fight, I, in my opinion. It was you know, decent display of skill, but, uh, like, it's nothing I'm going to replay over and over again. Really, it's not. I mean, my dad was watching this fight. He's on the, on the other side of the country at a family gathering for Easter, and, you know, they're watching it there, and he's texting me saying, this is boring, and over and over and over, so shut the hell up with epic fight, or I'll put an epic foot up your butt. A few final notes about the broadcast. I really like the combination of Kevin Harlan, Paul Malinaji, and especially Virgil Hunter. I was not sure how he would do on commentary, but he really surprised me. Wasn't, uh, you know, being overbearing with his presence. Spoke, you know, uh, whenever he felt that it was necessary. Wasn't just talking for the sake of talking. Did a really good job. He impressed me. And, uh, yeah, if he's going to be doing more of them, I say go for it. Uh, if there is one thing I, uh, one complaint I kind of had, even Justin was agreeing with me. He was watching the fight, and I'm telling him this. The same commercials over and over again. It's either something about Anthony Durrell, Danny Swift Garcia, uh, who was the other one? Leo Santa Cruz, and, oh, it was uh, Omar Figueroa. Oh my god, but they were really overdoing it with the Danny Swift Garcia one. Holy crap, I, I was typing to Justin, stop with Danny Garcia for the love of God. But, uh, yeah, 
so, sorry, but I, I hate repetition. It's like watching the CBC. If you're a Canadian, then you know what that means because they air only three commercials. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just give me some variety. Not the same one with Danny Garcia doing his lame-ass fifth-grade raps. Moving on. Can someone explain to me what is going on with Amir Khan? I'm asking because I don't know the answer. We kept hearing about, oh, a fight with with uh, Adrian Broner. They were both going back and forth on social media saying, yeah, let's make the fight happen. And now we're hearing about Amir Khan fighting Chris Algieri. Who's asking for this fight? It's not me. It's not anybody else. So why is this a thing? Now, to be fair, Khan did admit that the fight was not set, and uh, he was trying to make the fight with Broner, but apparently, according to an article, Broner uh, was asking for a catchweight, saying that he can't do the fight at 147, let's do it at 144 or 145, and Khan thought that was a bit strange because he was calling him out saying 147, so why not stick to the 147? Obviously, you know, maybe it was just a ploy by Adrian Broner. It's it's funny because uh, Billy C. from Talking Boxing, a great daily show, um, he said that this fight would not happen, and I thought that he was insane. But no, looks like I'm the insane one again. And I don't know why Amir is so reluctant to fight Kel Brook. Amir, Kel's got a title belt. And if you were to beat Kel Brook, then you've got a title belt, and that will make, you know, great leverage for getting a fight with Floyd Mayweather. But, no, it's like he dislikes any other British fighter. He he just doesn't want to go near them for some reason, and I don't get it. Beat Kel Brook, get that title, bang, there's another one to your collection, and use that as leverage. But, for love of God, I really don't want to see Chris Algieri versus Amir Khan. I mean, unless Chris is going to be let out of the cage in round one. Otherwise, I'm not that interested. Moving on. This coming Saturday, we have another broadcast of Premier Boxing Championships, this time on NBC. And on the undercard, it is WBO middleweight titleist Andy Lee going up against former WBO middleweight titleist Peter Quillen. Quillen vacated the title because he did not want to fight Sergei Korobov, and uh, that's where Andy Lee came in. And uh, just like in his previous fight against John Jackson, or sorry, not uh, Sergei Korobov. Why am I saying Sergei? Uh, Matt Korobov. Sorry about that. Matt Korobov. Uh, yeah. And just like in his previous fight, Lee is behind on the the judges' scorecards, and then all of a sudden he's able to pull a mid-fight miracle and knocked Korobov out, won the WBO middleweight title. Great performance by Lee, and I think he might be able to do the same thing again against Quillen. I really have a feeling that uh, Andy Lee might once again be behind on the cards and pull some sort of Irish hat trick, but uh, I think that he will uh, emerge victorious. And in the main event, you have Danny Swift Garcia going up against Lamont Peterson. The 140-pound titles are not on the line. This is a catchweight bout of 143 pounds. So 
Way to kill interest already, guys. Uh, it's hard to uh, bet against Danny Garcia because the last time I did, I thought that he was going to get knocked out by Lucas Matisse, and uh, it for a while it almost looked like Matisse was the one who was going to get knocked out. But um, I'm not sure. He's really got to perform well here because people were let down with his uh, victory over Herrera, which a lot of people say he should not have gotten. And, of course, there was uh, his second-round KO of the highly touted, much-feared contender Rod Salka. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that Garcia has this. Lamont Peterson, good fighter, but there's something about him where... I, I just think he kind of crumbles internally. So uh, I think that's what's going to happen in this fight as well. Uh, look for Danny Garcia to win a 12-round decision over Lamont Peterson. And if you enjoyed me tweeting throughout this past uh, Saturday's broadcast on CBS, I will be doing the same thing this weekend. So if you are not following us on Twitter at Boxing for Free, do so. You are missing out on so much awesomeness <laughs> okay that, that might be a stretch but i'm not as bad as that guy was on cbs come on let's be real i'm not saying epic tweeting okay that's all we got for this week i will be back next week with an immediate uh, follow-up podcast so look forward to that we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page you can subscribe on itunes podbean and several other podcast directories if you use itunes give us a review and let everyone know that the boxing for free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary i'm andrew schweitzer thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next time